You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. This is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast. I have Dr. Jeff Marksbury. Uh, he's at Asuka Wellness, O-S-K-A Wellness.com. He's uh, the Chief Medical Officer over there. So, Jeff, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having us. Well, what's the premise of Asuka Wellness? I know you guys make a device that uses post Post electromagnetic fields, but uh, what does that mean on a real basic level? Yeah, so um, at Oscar Wellness, we do we have um, a couple different products, but our cornerstone obviously is our medical device that um, we call the Oscar Pulse. Um, the Oscar Pulse uses, as you mentioned, pulse electromagnetic fields to treat pain. So um, every day we talk to patients and practitioners that are treating pain, trying to manage pain, looking for different options, and so we have a very easy to use, wearable, portable, non-addictive, non-drug pain option for those patients. So it really gives them um, another tool to try to uh, treat their pain or for practitioners, another you know, tool in the toolbox to address their pain management patients. Why would um, pulse electromagnetic fields affect the body to reduce pain? What's the mechanism? So with the Oscar Pulse, um, we have an electromagnetic coil that delivers specific frequencies that actually affect the body's physiology. Um, so that radius, the, the field that it produces is about 22 inches to 24 inches, so you have a good two-foot radius as you use that. Um, PIMP technology itself has been around for many years with literally hundreds, if not thousands, of studies done on that technology. Um, with the Oscar Pulse, we made it a more elegant, sleek version that you can actually wear on your body, so it can be over your clothes, but you attach that device to the body. Uh, you get those frequencies that actually normalize the cell behavior, so if you have pain or trauma, um, cellular um, cellular functions not exactly working correctly. You have ion channels that, that don't work correctly, and it's been shown that PIMP fields can actually repair that damage and repair those cells. So you get back to normal function, um, especially if you have inflammation. You can help reduce that inflammation and treat the pain. So I know the body is electric. You know our nerve impulses carry electricity. Um, how was this even discovered in the first place? That EMF pulsed in the right way, the right frequency and intensity would affect cells. Yeah, well, we have the advantage of years and years of research. So um, when we use our device, actually, we have a series of frequencies rather than relying on one. So that's the proprietary part of OSCA and what makes it unique from other PIMP devices. So um, through going through you know, decades of research, you can actually see which frequencies are most effective 
Um, we've used this with animals, with humans. We've had um, some well-done research. So uh, we know what frequencies affect soft tissue versus um, capillaries versus bone. So we actually use a series of those frequencies to address people's different problems, um, as well as, you know, like I said before, treating inflammation and the, and the root cause of the pain rather than just actually treating the pain itself. What's, what's literally the experience? You know, I've seen the device. It looks like a, well, it's not an egg, but it's like a, a half egg shape. And it's, yeah. it's about hand size and it pulses lights. But what, you know, what do, will people experience anything when it's on or does it just look like yeah. a flashing device? It, it just looks like a flashing device. It's a very innocuous device. It, it's you know, a little bit larger than a cell phone. Um, it's sleek. You really don't experience anything. So you turn the device on. Uh, we recommend using it for 90 minutes at a time. So the device runs for 90 minutes. You'll actually put that over your area of pain. So um, you know, if you had hip pain, you can actually put it in your, your back pocket and wear that for 90 minutes. Um, and what happens is you get those frequencies, but they're really low level. Um, the energy produced is low level. So even though it's treating and it's penetrating all the way through your body, through the bone, through the soft tissue and muscle, um, you actually don't feel anything. So you see that the device is, has a blue light, it's flashing. Um, so you know that it's working, you're getting the treatment. Um, we recommend doing that a couple times a day if you've got chronic pain. So um, even though you've got it wearing, you're doing the treatment, you can completely carry on about your normal daily activities. You won't actually um, have any sensation or any feeling or uncomfortableness uh, while you're doing a treatment. But if the purpose is to relieve pain, what will a person experience? Well, it, it won't be instant relief, but, you know, what does the curve look like for them? They just do they yeah. forget about it and notice that the pain's gone or what happens? Well, there's always, you know, um, outliers on both sides. So we do have patients that right away after a treatment or two, they'll report really significant results. Um, typically, what we recommend is using it every day for a few weeks before you really judge to see if it's helping you. And it, it can take longer, but with consistent use, uh, we found that about eight or nine out of 10 patients will report significant pain relief. So if you're doing that 90-minute treatment, you know, maybe you do one in the morning and one uh, while you're you know, laying in bed at night or a couple during the evening, something like that. So you get those treatments, um, you get that consistent improvement, and over time you'll notice you know, your range of motion, your mobility, um, just the pain, the, the tenderness starts to improve over time. And after a few weeks, um, you really see the cumulative results of, of continued use. So what kind of... Um is there a specific kind of pain that it's better for or worse for, or what? Like, what specific? Where, where does it shine best? This device, what kind of pain? What kind of conditions? Yeah, best would be inflammation. So, uh, you know, PIMF technology and PIMF research has been shown to improve inflammation. Uh, really does well with like tendon pain, tendinopathies, um, you know, cartilaginous. If you've got knee issues, so any type of pain can be addressed, but we really see it affecting joints and mobility. Um, things with inflammation. That's, that's really where you're going to see the most results and probably the quickest results when you're using the Austin Pulse. Is there anything people can do to speed the therapy along? I mean, can you use it too much? Or, uh, again, are there other things yeah. they, can, they can do to improve the results of it? Yeah, that's a good question. And what we recommend is being well hydrated. Um, the main thing to see results is consistency. So do, getting those treatments every day um, is going to give you the best possible choice for improvement. The good news is that it's incredibly safe. So there's no known side effects with this technology or PIMPs in general. So you can wear it throughout the day, throughout the night. We do have patients that will sleep with it and, and use it multiple times through the night. Um, for maybe, you know, neck pain, they can actually put it under their pillow and they'll sleep with it and just do treatments throughout the night. So you can't overuse it. So um, the patient can feel free to use it anytime they want to. It's over the counter too. So patients can actually share it and try it. If several you know, members of a family have pain, they can um, you know, switch it back and forth and use it. So there's no danger in any of that. So one of the real upsides 
um, to using the Oscar Pulse is that it's completely safe and they're not going to harm themselves if they use it too much, uh, quote unquote. Um, I don't know. Is there is there just one mode to using it? Are there different frequencies for different pains? Like you have to dial in what's going on with you so it corresponds, or is it currently like a one size fits all pulse uh, solution? Yeah. Yeah, so, so with the device, um, you really only need to do one thing, and that's turn it on and wear it. Um, it'll, you know, it's time, so you'll know exactly how long you have to wear it and turn off. Um, but there are, you know, specific frequencies that the device uses. One that, um, and it's a series of four frequencies. So one that really focuses on inflammation, one on circulation, um, mobility, and then improved pain. So we sort of do that four-prong approach and the frequencies um, while they, you know, work on individual um, aspects of your physiology together, they really have an overwhelming effect on pain and then your inflammation mobility. So you can really see those results. So very easy to use. There's really nothing that the patient needs to know, but obviously it comes with instructions for use. But as long as you turn the device on and you're wearing it daily, um, you'll start to notice the improvement. It'll be really the only thing that you'll have to notice and look for. And we do ask that patients, you know, track their improvement as they use it because it is such a subtle treatment and you don't really feel anything while you're wearing it. It's really important that, you know, on day one, you mark down what your pain is so you can look back on it after you've used it for a few weeks and see what sort of improvement you've had. And then we ask that they look for comorbidities. So if you have chronic pain, typically you're not sleeping very well. You know, that may come with some depression, some daily activity um, restrictions. So after they've been using it, they'll start to see those changes as well if their pain's improving. Um, I mean, would it help to change it for a given condition? Or, again, is the one-size-fits-all... Is there any dialing in or is that a future consideration to make it act differently for people, rack faster? Yeah, that's a good question. So we are working on, you know, next-gen devices always. And, and while we can't say a lot about that, uh, we do, um, you know, we are considering making some different options for different treatment types. So if you were specifically treating just pain or if you're looking more at inflammation, um, more at, um, you know, different types of tissue, so those settings are available, which would, uh, we'd still use that sequence of frequencies, but you could, you know, make one more dominant than the other, depending on what you're exactly looking at. So um, that's really what we're looking at in the future. We have a device that we're targeting more towards healthcare professionals. So we'll have those treatment options um, and some other aspects as far as tracking, you know, patients' improvement and pain, things like that. Um, so that will be a more in-office in device that they'll use and actually hand out through the practitioners. Whereas currently, if you, you know, by the Oscar Pulse, it's designed to be sort of a one-stop shop for patients, a non-drug treatment option for pain. They can go online and get that at oscarwellness.com, Amazon. Uh, you know, we also have our uh, health savings account as well, and flex savings account, so you can buy those, and it's reimbursable through those accounts as well. So it's currently really, you know, targeted for patients to be able to just pick one up on their own and use it very simply, very safely, and, and convenient. So... Yeah, the next generation devices will be targeted more towards practitioners and getting their involvement and usage as well. Um, let's see. So what, anecdotally, what have you heard from patients that, you know, either just confirmed how it works or was surprising to any stories that have come to your mind? Yeah, well, we've, you know, we've had the, the typical double-blind research, um, placebo-controlled. That was actually done at Scripps Hospital here in San Diego area. Um, and you can see, you know, really significant changes with those patients. They followed patients that had severe pain. Um, and, you know, statistically significant results. So we're, we're very proud of that. Um, but what we love to hear are the personal stories. And we have patients call in the office every day or reach us, you know, online, talk about how they use the device. Um, you know, we had a, a patient, um, a lady, if I'm remembering, that had CRPS. So she had complex regional pain syndrome, which is, you know, if you look at the pain scale, it's up there uh, among childbirth and kidney stones and just really severe pain. People have 
trouble with it and there's not a lot of treatment options. Uh, we saw her, you know, story, she used it um, for just, you know, very briefly and right away was saying she was getting some pain results. She had CRPS for 21 years, so she had, you know, dealt with pain, severe pain most of her life. Started using the device, um, started able to reduce her meds. After several months of use now, she's off meds using the OSCA and is, you know, going on about her daily activities uh, like she hasn't been able to do in decades. So we see those kinds of results. People that have, you know, serious chronic back pain, they've had surgeries, they've been on opiates, they've had addiction problems even, a you know, history of, of problems like that. So they are very cognizant and aware of the side effects with those drugs. So they're really trying to find other options, all their alternatives uh, for pain management. So that's who we really appeal to. So that's, that's the stories we typically get. People that have literally tried everything, they've been on meds for years and they're, you know, they're sick of those side effects and addiction and they want to get off. So we're, you know, really trying to cater to those patients and give them an option and uh, make it easy for them to acquire a device, make it easy for them to use the device. I mean, that's the stories we get. We get a lot of feedback about how it has really changed their life and, and helped them out. You said that um, it reduces inflammation. Do people even know what that feels like? Like when, when someone has less inflammation, how do they express it yeah. in terms of their, you know, with their feedback? Yeah, I mean, you have the typical signs of, of inflammation with redness. Um, heat, things like that, but the average person doesn't really know other than it's uncomfortable. Um, there's usually some pain associated with it. It may be sore, um, you know, in hot, red to the touch, but, um, you know, in a medical environment, they measure those and look at those signs and they'll actually measure improvement. But at home, when you're using that device, you know, really what you're going to know is just that your soreness, your pain, those things will start to reduce because the inflammation is reducing. So, you know, if you have a sprained knee because you've you know, been running on it and you start to use the device, you start to see that improvement in your pain, but you'll also notice that, it's, you know, uh, even though the swelling may not be horrible to begin with, you will start to notice the normalization of that. Um, and then you can go back to actually, you know, doing your running, your activities, things that you were doing before. Um, but the pain and inflammation was what were keeping you from really being able to do those. So I know you can only, I know you can only disclose so much, but what, what is the future of the device and the company? What's, what are you looking to come out with the next few years? Yeah, well, I mean, we want to keep it easy to use. That's the advantage of the device. It's portable, very simple for patients to take home and use. But, you know, we want to give the, the healthcare provider uh, more options as well. So, you know, different treatment settings um, potentially. And then we want to make it where um, it's app-driven, you know, we're a technology-driven company and, and device. So we want to get an app involved where patients can actually use the device, where practitioners can change settings and follow improvement and, and give input in real time. So, um, that's down the road. That's what we're hoping to get to um, in the near future and really, you know, get the, the practitioner involved. Even though it's, it is an over-the-counter device, patients can always pick one up and use one on their own. Um, it's always, you know, better to have that uh, involvement with your practitioner, especially if you're on meds and you're, you know, you're going to be looking at using this device and hopefully reducing some meds. We you know, want to make sure you work with your physician when you do that. Um, so tracking those things like medication use, your sleep, um, your normal daily activities, range of motion, things like that will all um, tie back into the healthcare provider um, and make a synergy between the patient and the, and the device and the provider. So what's a, is OSCA out and about or is it in beta? Like how can people get it? Yeah, so it's easy to get. They can go online. Um, we do a lot through Amazon. They can always go to our website at oscarwellness.com and pick one up. Uh, we do work with payers and we're, we're seeing different states uh, reimburse the device depending on, you know, what type of insurance, where they're at, um, and of course the indications and then providing a letter of necessity through their doctor. Um, but we are seeing some uh, reimbursement in different states. And then, of course, we're you know, working to improve that so patients have easier access to the device. Um, and then they can always pick one up. If they go to HSA, their HSA or their Flex account, um, they can buy those devices, and it's reimbursable through there as well. 
Right, but you don't need a prescription for it, but it could be reimbursable. Exactly. So it is used by healthcare providers across the country, and um, we see that that use is um, important if you want to get it, you know, reimbursed through your insurance. But um, you can buy one just online; it's over the counter, so patients can pick one up anytime they want to and try it out. Are there any areas in the body where you shouldn't put it, like in your head, or people, you know, people don't try to yeah. do that stuff? No, it's it's completely safe to use anywhere on the body, um, and you know my background is neuromodulation and using electricity in the body and magnetic fields, and and that's uh, you know an older technology, um, it's really been made more elegant, more you know specific and finite. So, um, you know we see transmagnetic stimulation as a treatment for anxiety and depression. So, you know really huge powerful magnetic coils that, that treat the brain to address your depression. Um, so it is our device is obviously much lower. Um, you know, energy produ production than that, um, a lower frequency treatment, but it's very easy to use, very safe to use. So it doesn't really matter where you treat on the body, you're going to be safe when you do that. Huh. Um, is there any contraindications? Like if you're using a cell phone or a computer, should you not use it? Does that do anything in regards to the EMF that's coming from those devices or is it independent? No, it's independent of that. Um, and, it, you know, if you have uh, a device, um, you know, medical device, or if you have pacemaker, things like that, we want you to, you know, obviously talk to your doctor. Those are contraindicated. Uh, we don't have research with pregnancy, so that's still considered a contraindication as well. So um, those are the, really the two that we talk about. If you are using your cell phone or you're, you know, working on a computer, you're still very safe to use the device. There won't be any interactions or um, any problems with that when you do that. Do you think that it's possible that another use of this device would be to undo uh, the effects of the EMF radiation, or is that not on your roadmap at all? Yeah, that's that's not on our roadmap. And you know, obviously, ionizing radiation is harmful. If you live under some, you know, uh, power lines, or you're getting direct current like that, um, but the device is so, um, you know, such a low frequency and such a low amount of current, uh, and it does not produce non-ionizing radiation, so it's very safe to use. That's why we say, you know, you can use it as much as you want. You won't overuse the device. So. Um, but we haven't had any research, uh, to my knowledge, in that area, and, you know, there are, like I said before, hundreds of studies in that area, so, you know, maybe some Googling and we could find out for sure, but um, to my knowledge, there's, there's no research um, in treating that. Okay, I was just wondering. So people can yeah. go to oscarwellness.com, Amazon, and uh, various other outlets online through Google, and that's the best way to find it, right? Is there is there any other place that people should find the device, or those are the best spots? Yeah, I was going to get the actual address here. I saw it earlier. FSA and um, I don't see it. Yeah, so the best places to go is just go online at oscarwellness.com or pick one up off Amazon. Um, that's the primary places to sell it. Um, but again, you can use your Flex account and health spendings account, health savings account as well to buy one. Excellent. Well, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having us. And if um, we can help you out, if you have any pain, check us out at Oscar Wellness and we'll, we'll be glad to help you. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, 
medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.